Welcome to the Author to Authority podcast. I'm Kim Thompson-Pinder, the extraordinary word ninja and founder of RTI Publishing, where we work with you to ghostwrite and publish your signature book that will double your business by attracting clientele and position you as the go-to expert in your niche. Next, we will show you how to use your book to make lead generation and conversion a snap while building an audience. My guests include professionals, entrepreneurs, and coaches who use their skills to build people powerfully. They will share their story and powerful tips that will help you live better. They will also share their writing journey and how it has impacted their life and the lives of their readers. If you've ever wondered if writing a book makes a difference, then this podcast is for you. Hello, and welcome to the Author to Authority podcast. I'm Juanita Wooten-Radko, podcast co-host and grammar guru with another Writer's Workshop. The Writer's Workshop features shorter episodes that focus on the nuts and bolts of the writing process. On today's episode, we're looking at punctuation, apostrophes in the wild. But first, let's build our vocabulary with the word of the day. Trite, hackneyed, boring from overuse, unoriginal. The phrase for all intents and purposes, has become a trite expression. It has been used so often that it's become a tired cliche. You don't want people to say that your writing is trite. And now, on to apostrophes. Apostrophes are some of the hardest working punctuation in the business, but sometimes they crop up in all the wrong places. Have you ever had a rogue apostrophe? This confusion happens when people are unsure about the different jobs an apostrophe can do. Job number one, repo man. When something belongs to someone, an apostrophe directs you to the proper owner. This kind of apostrophe is possessive. I could ask you, who owns that blue car parked in front of the fire hydrant? You could reply, "Uh uh-oh, that is Brenda's car. I will go and get her to move it. We know the car belongs to Brenda because we used apostrophe S. That indicates that she possesses the car. You don't always need an object after your possessive. I could ask you, who owns that car in front of the fire hydrant? And you could reply, the crummy blue car. That one is Brenda's. Brenda's car, Juanita's planner, Jason's video game, Popeye's chicken. Apostrophe S is working to show you who or occasionally what is the owner of an object. Job number two, independent contractor. The other job where apostrophes get to strut their stuff is in contractions. One meaning of contract is to shorten. So think of it like the apostrophe is showing your reader that you have shortened a longer word or phrase. We use contractions daily in informal spoken English. It's really cold out. I won't forget my mittens. You couldn't have picked a better day for tobogganing. It's really cold out is a short form of it is. I won't forget my mittens is the short form of I will not forget my mittens. You couldn't have picked a better day for tobogganing. Could not have. Now, as a sidebar, that last one gets contracted further in certain dialects to couldn't have. You couldn't have picked a better day for tobogganing. And yes, if you were going to write that out, you would use two apostrophes, one between the N and the T 
and between the T and the VE. Now, unless you're using dialogue or using a direct quote, too many contractions in your formal writing brings down the tone quickly. Too many wouldn't, couldn't, or can'ts make you sound informal and potentially weakens your voice as an authority. Now, here's one that causes people a lot of problems. It's and who's. If you're intending to say it is or who is, then you do need an apostrophe because you're showing that you are shortening the phrase. When you're asking about possession, this is an exception. The apostrophe gets the day off and does not apply. The way I remember to use the correct style is simply to add the word is back in place of my apostrophe S. Does the sentence make sense? Great. That's the right use of the apostrophe. Does it sound weird or stop making sense? Whoop, whoop, whoop. That's the sign of a rogue apostrophe. Here's an example. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. It is a beautiful day in the neighborhood. That makes sense. The rain made the statue look like it had tears on its face. The rain made the statue look like it had tears on it is face. Huh? Whoop, whoop, whoop. Better weed out that rogue apostrophe. Now that you know about your friendly neighborhood apostrophes, hang in there and stick with it. Test your sentences and seek out any rogue apostrophes. It's all part of the challenging creative process that gets you to your final goal, a professional finished book that shares your message with the world. That's it for today's Writer's Workshop. I'm Juanita Wooten-Radko. Thank you for joining me on the Author to Authority podcast. Thank you for listening to the Author to Authority podcast. I have a free gift that I would love to give you. Coming out this year, I am releasing my book, Author to Authority. And if you are an entrepreneur, solopreneur, small business owner, professional coach, or speaker, and you want to find out how to gain visibility and how to build your business bigger, stronger, faster, then I recommend that you download a free sample of the Author to Authority book at www.authortoauthority.com forward slash get dash the dash book. It's going to be a great resource for you that teaches the author to authority concept and the six key areas that you build authority in and how you can use a book to do it all faster. So don't forget, get your free copy today.